रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी टी important war message you have been expecting will be broadcast immediately after the Viber McGee and Molly program. Keep tuned to this station. Here's the Johnson Wax program with Viber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson Wax and Johnson self-polishing glow coat present Viber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. country's leading newspapers, and I noticed an article called Keeping Your House in Tune with the Times. You know, it made me feel right at home, for this is what I read. Preserving and protecting the surfaces around your house was once the sensible thing for a good housewife to do. Now it's a case of preserve or do without. The situation isn't as bad as it sounds if you take advantage of wax in any of its forms. Wax is not only a great preservative, but it's also a great time saver. For wax surfaces are more easily dusted because the dirt and dust remain on top and don't penetrate the layer of wax. Well, now, doesn't that sound just like H. Wilcox talking about Johnson's wax? I must remember to write them a letter. They've really got the right idea. comes the tide in the affairs of men when they think they can write a book. Well, the tide is in at 79 Wistful Vista. And here, busily filling page after page of scratch paper, we find that persistent proponent of pithy prose, that fearless perpetrator of punchy paragraphs, Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. So, grasping her in his strong arms, he kissed her tenderly on the forehead as she ran her slender fingers through his dark curly hair, which she had first took his hat off so she could. <laughs> then as a knock came at the door... McGee, I never heard such drivel in my life. What are you reading? I ain't reading. I'm writing. You're what? I'm writing a book. So that's what you've been doing the last few days. That's it. And I thought you were going over the household accounts. Household accounts, my clavicle. Don't <laughs> you worry about them, Molly. When the dough starts rolling in from this book and you'll have so much money, the, the government won't know what to do with it. Now, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. I was just getting to the place where my heroine, Maisie Laprine, has just met Lieutenant Fragwell. Just met him? Yeah. Last I heard, he was taking her into his strong, curly arms and was kissing her. <laughs> well, it was love at first sight. 
You see, he was coming down the street on roller skates while she was cleaning the front steps, and she swept him off his feet. Oh. Ah, I got some cute dialogue there. Oh, I'll bet you have. <laughs> but the pot really gets tore a little later on. This is a love story that'll have every woman in America dripping mascara. Oh, my. Where's my phone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Running her fingers through his dark curly hair, which she had first took his hat off so she could. <laughs> then as a knock come at the door. Boy, is this realistic. Then as a knock come at the door. Look, Arthur, I hate to disillusion you, but that was a knock at the door. Hmm. Well, it's plagiarism, that's what it is. Come in. For goodness sakes, Abigail Luffington. Oh, how do you do, my dear? I'm Mr. McGee. My dear Mrs. Luffington, what a charming surprise. Do come in. <laughs> I say, Francois, fill another bottle of sparkling root beer for madame. Oh, I say, this is jolly, isn't it? <laughs> when was it we met last on the French Riviera, was it not? I <laughs> oh, remember that romantic evening over the gaming tables at Monte Carlo. The night Fifi's de Goumenac shot the duke. <laughs> oh, how gay. I remember how the stars shone down like a million jewels on the velvet canopy of night. Um, and let's start over, Miss McGee. I wasn't here when the game started. <laughs> Listen, don't mind him, Abigail. He's writing a book and he thinks he's Ephalop Dippenheim or somebody. Oh, yes. Fine chap, Dippenheim. I remember one afternoon we were sitting in a gay little cafe in the Latin Quarter. <laughs> I remember it because I didn't know any Latin and Ippy didn't have a quarter. <laughs> Great hours of experience. Oh, look, come off your high horse, dearie, before it throws you. Oh, I find this very interesting, Mrs. McGee. You think I could write a book, eh? I didn't think you could write, period. <laughs> oh, you've been working like a little beaver, Abigail. You betcha. Cure a tree down and build a dam for the lady, little beaver. <laughs> okay, okay, deride. Laugh if you will, my fine feathered friends. But the time will come when you'll point to my picture in magazines and say, I know that man. That's Earl Stanley McGee, the author. Who? Earl Stanley McGee. That's my nom de prune. <laughs> I, uh, I think you mean nom de prune, Miss McGee. I mean nom de prune. I'm going to show the writing business some new wrinkles. <laughs> say, when you get the manuscript finished, dearie, let me give it to Uncle Dennis. Oh? Is he acquainted with some publishers, my dear? Well, I think he is. I've often heard him say he knows every bookmaker in the country. <laughs> uh, you know, I suppose, that you should have a literary agent, Miss McGee. A literary what? A literary agent. Someone to act as middleman for you, to make good arrangements with some publishing house, to protect your rights. Uh, you artistic people are so unbusinesslike, you know. Oh, yes, I suppose you are. <laughs> we authors live in a world of dreams, Abigail. <laughs> We're shy and practical creatures. We should be shielded from the cruder, the harsher aspects of life. Oh, my. Could you face the crude fact that your fountain pen is dripping on your pants leg? Huh? <laughs> oh. Hey, Uppie, I thought you joined up with the wax. When do you go? Oh, I, I don't go, Mr. McGee. I... I was declined with thanks. Oh, that's too bad, Abigail. I'm so sorry. Now, that's a shame, kid. They shouldn't ought to turn down a big sensible girl like you. What was wrong? Oh, Mr. McGee, there was a time when I would have approached the answer to that question with some trepidation. Yes. I would have evaded a direct reply with all the delicate finesse at my command. Yes. But the cold, brutal patronage. Well, I'm too darn old. <laughs>
Who? Oh, I thought that was your nom de plume. Earl Stanley McGee. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, I say, I think I'm coming along rather well, you know. <laughs> Top hole and all that. Working on a jolly situation at the moment. This movement lad, uh, Fragwell, you know. Frightfully decent chap, Oxford and all that. Oh, Mrs. Stafford. First thing I know, you'll start wearing a manacle. <laughs> If you mean eyeglass, my dear girl, the word is barnacle. <laughs> it's no such a thing. A barnacle is a seashell that sticks to the bottom of a boat. I thought that was a binnacle. <laughs> a binnacle is a collarbone. That's my clavicle. Well, then a binnacle is where they keep a ship's compass. You're thinking of a monocle. Well, then what are manacles? Handcuffs. That's what I said. You want to be arrested for murder? <laughs> well, you're killing me with that English accent. <laughs> You answer the phone, will you, Molly? I got Lieutenant Fragwell at the bottom of a 40-foot cistern, and I got to figure a way to get him out. Well, let his girlfriend hold a big sirloin steak over the edge. <laughs> I'd jump 40 feet for that myself. Well, in this case, Molly Newsweek, the telephone. Hello, Phil McGee speaking. Who? Oh, yes. This is old Stanley McGee, the novelist. Uh, oh, how do you do, Miss Cheltenham? Miss who? Oh, that would be jolly, of course, of course. I should be happy to discuss the matter. Oh, rather. <laughs> yes, I shall carry on until you get here. <laughs> you keep carrying on like that, and I'll get the pit myself. Who's Miss Cheltenham? He's an agent, a literary agent. She's going to sell my book. Ain't that wonderful? How'd she ever hear about you through a Ouija board? <laughs> All the word gets about about these things. Hey, I gotta get busy now. Don't let anybody bother me. Lock the door. This may mean millions. Yeah, but how are you getting Lieutenant Fragwell out of the cistern? Easy. I just start the next chapter by saying, walk safely out of the cistern. <laughs> Fragwell made his way to the nearest Barumba. What's a Barumba? That's an Abyssinian word meaning railroad. Do the Abyssinians know that? They will when they read the book. <laughs> now remember, Molly, I gotta work fast. I, I, I ain't home to anybody. If the doorbell bell rings, don't tell them. I'm afraid Lieutenant Barumba will have to wait in the Fragwell for a minute, dear. Come in. What you doing? I'm trying to write a book if I can get some peace and quiet around here. Well, you go right ahead, Johnny. Me and Dory won't let anybody bother you. Fine. Trying to be a storybook writer once myself. But the grammar got me. Oh. She says I didn't know a subject from a pelican. <laughs> you mean a predicate? I do? And a predicate one of them little salty crackers that you get with a glass of beer? <laughs> That's a fractal. Well, a dangerous thing. <laughs> Grandpa had one go off right in the face once. Didn't know it was loaded. It was an old horse pistol that he had. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't you mean horse pistol? I sure do, daughter. Grandpa was in the horse pistol for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> day nurse and night nurse. That's got... a hospital. Yes, sir. Most hospital folks Grandpa ever lived with. I think you mean they were hospitable. No, no. They took his chewing tobacco away from him when he went in. Look, can't you stop changing the subject? No, I can't, Johnny. Teacher always told me I couldn't tell a subject from a pelican. Listen, but you don't mean pelican. Why don't I? Because a pelican is a big bird. You're telling me, Johnny. Teacher gave me a bird so big it blew me out of school and I never went back. Well, I'll buy you, Johnny. So long, Stanley McStuck. You go to work on your masterpiece and I'll stand here and guard the door like voracious at the bridge. 
You mean voracious. Voracious means having a big appetite. Well, this whole, this whole thing is strictly from hunger. Oh. Well, you get busy tonight. Hello, folks. Am I intruding? Thanks, me old chap. Yes, you are. Hi, say, old fellow, would you mind frightfully old radish if I asked you to stop by another time? <laughs> That's a good fellow. <laughs> What's the matter with him, Molly? Did he fall asleep in a Ronald Coleman movie? <laughs> He's writing a book, Mr. Wilcox. He thinks that phony Piccadilly accent gives him a certain air. It does. Why don't you open a window? <laughs> oh, now I see, old groom. <laughs> you sound like some dentist that just fitted you with a London bridge. <laughs> Molly, what's this about him writing a book? Well, let me tell you about it, Junior. You see, my hero, Lieutenant Fragwell of the Navy. The Navy? Yeah. Hey, could you say something about battleship linoleum and then sneak in a few words about Johnson's glow coat? This is a novel, Wilcox, not an advertising folder. Anyway, he falls in love with a girl named Lazy Lapine because she reminded him of his mother. And you remind me of my mother. Oh. Did you remind you of your mother, Miss Wilcox? Yes. When he's happy and excited like this, he acts just like my mother used to when she was telling somebody about glow coat. How easy it was to use, now it's time to the dry. Are you going to let me tell about my book? Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Well, just as Fragwell and Lazy are on their way to the house to get married, up comes a messenger in a cloud of dust. So what's a little dust? Mm. Well, Johnson's Glowcoat turns himself right right up to the damn floor. And anyway, Glowcoat's protected. You better let him go on, Mr. Wilcox. He's turning green. Oh, pardon me. Well, then what, David? It's a message for Lieutenant Fragwell to report for duty. The marriage is off. He's been called back into the service. Well, the surface is an important thing. <laughs> if you protect the surface of your linoleum against dirt and wear, it'll almost last forever because Glowcoat is the I didn't finest. say surface. I say surface. D-E-R-V-I-S-E. <laughs> Now, hold on, wait a minute, McGinnis. If Lieutenant Fagwell was in the Navy, why did he go to West Point? Ah, wouldn't Hitler like to know that? <laughs> Military secret. Hey, where are you going, Junior? Don't you want to hear the finish, Mr. Wilcox? No, I don't think I do, Molly. You see, I'm so used to sparkling, gleaming, immaculate wax coating that Johnson's glow coat gives. It spoiled me for inferior finishes. Oh. Well, I'll be a guest. <laughs> of all the unappreciative interior finishes my clavicle. I tell you, the ending of my book has got a wallop that'll tear your heart out. Well, what is it? I don't dare tell. But get this, Molly. After the book ends, I'm inserting three pages of crossword puzzles. Oh. Just to give the readers a chance to calm down. Oh. <laughs> This book has got such a smash climax that I don't want to be responsible for people going hasty. You mean Haywire? I thought Haywire was a movie actor. That's Haywire. What is Haywire? Buy the bail? I'll buy the bail if it's cheap. Oh, oh, what are we talking about? Come in, thank goodness. Good afternoon. I'm Hi. sorry, Chase. Whatever it is, we don't want any. We got all the linens we need. And if it's magazines, you're wasting your time because I... Are you Mr. McGee? Yes, I am, Chase. And let me tell you again. I am Virginia Cottenham, the literary agent. Oh, oh, you see? Oh, gee, if I, if I don't even... Oh, my God. You <laughs> got caught with your accent down, didn't you, dear? <laughs> Come in, Miss Virginia Ham. Chelsea Ham. Virginia Chelsea Ham. I suppose you're a mighty proud girl to have a father who could write a book. Yes, my father. <laughs> I'm her mother. Oh, excuse me. Miss Chelsea Ham is my wife, Molly. How do you do? I'm sure. Your wife? Oh, how splendid. And let me tell you something about myself, Mr. McGee. I am a literary agent of long standing. Have a chair, Chelsea? <laughs> I beg your pardon. Oh, oh yes, thank you. Yes. 
Miss Cheltenham uh, took the manuscript with her? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, first, she's going to sell it to maybe a magazine like the Red Book or maybe Time Magazine. Time Magazine doesn't run novels. Well, she says they will when they see this one. <laughs> it's going to make history, she says. And then she says she'll sell it to maybe Random House as a book. You know them. They, they printed that book, I, I Lost My Daughters. Oh, I Lost My Daughters. I don't remember that book. Oh, well, maybe that wasn't exactly... Oh, no, it was uh, the last time I saw Paris. Oh. <laughs>
Remember, a hairbrushing is exactly obsolete as part of a child's education. <laughs> One more smart crack and you will. Oh. Now, look, haven't you got any place to go over here? Sure. I'm going to go down to Bonsai and Scotland Strike and turn me Now, smile at him. Too much fiddling and not enough wings. Let me tell you more about my book. You see this Lieutenant Bagwell? Tell me a picture, Mr. Page. Anything more to take? Oh, I'm sorry, sis. I, uh, I, 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 I used up all the paper right in my book. I can't say. Well, go on, on, on the back of this piece of paper, Mr. Page. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, first I'll draw up. Yeah. Hey. Hey, where'd you get this piece of paper? Hmm? This is part of my book. I found it. What? It was in that green box down by the corner, you know, the hmm. one that says... Black people are sitting clean. It's just four papers like this, mister. It's more papers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My book is stuffed into a trash can. Oh, no, no. You're Stop it. 
You sound like a bundle from Britain delivered by mistake. <laughs> oh, I, I don't get it, old girl. You keep calling me old girl and you'll get it all right. <laughs> hey, oh, tally ho. Good night, all. <laughs> of the old-timer and Wallace Winkle heard on this program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Marlo Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program is reached you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Hindi cinema ka sabse bada blockbuster to maakedar hoga entertainment jab Karan Johar, Aishman Khurana aur Manish Paul host karenge film fair ki shandar raat film fair ke manch par honge Ranbir Kapoor, Kareena Kapoor Khan, Karthik Aryan, Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor aur Sara Ali Khan ke electrifying performances to ho jaiye taiyar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday 18th February 9 pm only on ZT